Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Give or Take podcast hosted by me, Ryan Patton. This is episode five, and this episode, it probably will be shorter due to the fact that there wasn't too much news that really went on besides in the NHL, there was the expansion draft, the NHL draft, and there was a ton of trades. Then in the NFL, I'll be going over Madden overalls, this Aaron Rodgers situation, a couple things over there. Then in the MLB, there is a few trades, um, or a surprise retirement that ended up not happening. Then in the NBA, there is only one trade and then a bunch of Olympics. And then there's a few other things going on that aren't in the four major sports that I'll also talk about too. So starting off in the NFL, they made this rule with the vaccine where if a non-vaccinated player causes a COVID outbreak, that the team may have to forfeit a few games. And it led to a lot of players being unhappy, especially the star player, the number one wide receiver in the league, in my opinion, DeAndre Hopkins, very upset about it. And so he made a tweet about it, and he certainly wasn't happy. He said in the tweet, and I quote, Never thought I would say this, but being put in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the NFL. So the NFL needs to do something. If star players like DeAndre Hopkins, the money makers, are having issues like this to where to the point where they think about retirement. Now, I know there's been a couple other players as well that have spoken about it. I know Cole Beasley has off the top of my head. And there's been a few others. I just can't think of them. But the NFL really needs to rethink what how they're going to handle the situation if that's what's going to happen to them, if all these players are going to finally decide not to play because they'd be forced into getting something. So. I don't know how Roger Goodell is going to handle it. We'll just have to find out and wait as time comes. And since we were just talking about a former Texans player, why don't we talk about a current one? The Texans are finally willing to trade Deshaun Watson, but do teams decide to take that risk right now because he's still in the middle of his case for everything that has happened over the past year? nine months however many months it's been but there's been a ton of drama surrounding his name to the point where he might not ever play in the NFL again personally I think he will but this season maybe not once again will time will tell with that but there's only one team in my head that I feel like should try and make that trade right now and that would be the Eagles because they get this good young top five talent quarterback in the league to go there while they'd be able to trade away their older players with bigger contracts because I know they're in contract hell right now. And so maybe trading a couple of those players away for DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't be a bad idea. Then there's other teams too, like the Broncos that could make a push for him. But with the Broncos' position with they're in, they're not really – like, they're in a rebuild, but not fully. They're, a lot of people saying they're one quarterback away. 
And Deshaun Watson is that quarterback that they could get that will take them to the next level. It's all just a matter of do they run that risk with him and try and trade for him right now, or do they have to wait until maybe week five or next year or whenever this case will be done instead of having to run that risk of Deshaun Watson potentially having to be suspended a few games because of it. There's just a whole lot of components and key factors to think about while trying to perform this trade. Like I said in the intro, there's been some things going on with Aaron Rodgers. And one of the things that happened was Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both posted on their Instagram stories a photo of the last dance signifying that it's going to be their last year together because Devontae Adams' deal is up after this year. And, well, now it's Rodgers too because they just changed up his contract to make it where it's his final year and next season gets voided. So that could lead to him either signing to a new team this offseason or retiring. Personally, I feel like he signs to a different team because he's still got years left in him. So he's still able to perform at this elite level. I mean, he's a top two quarterback in the league, in my opinion, number two behind Patrick Mahomes. But he could still play and help a team go far in the playoffs. Don't know about the Super Bowl because, I mean, he's these past few years hasn't been lucky for him in the NFC Championship. And then with Devontae Adams, where I think he'll go is the Raiders. I think he reunites with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. They've He's said multiple times, I believe now, that he wants to play with Derek Carr again, which really is a big sign. Like, yo, he wants to do it. And Derek Carr said he'd love to have Adams come play in Las Vegas with him. It makes sense, too, because... The Raiders don't have a star wide receiver, and Devontae Adams is a superstar wide receiver, the second best wide receiver in the league, as a matter of fact. And so that could go a whole number of ways for him. Maybe he's open to signing a extension with the Packers now with Rodgers' contract being voided, so that will free up cap space for them. So maybe that happens. Personally, like I said, I think he goes to Vegas. And then the Packers also, to in my opinion, I think they traded for Randall Cobb simply to try and keep Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay past his contract. It's kind of like their last push to keep him there. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think Randall Cobb is going to be a huge help for them either because he's sort of just an average wide receiver now. Maybe a little below, maybe a little over. He's borderline. He's playing with the fence, um, average or not. So I feel like that's going to be a last push, but I don't think he's going to be as good as Valdez Scantling or Alan Lazard. But who knows? They have the chemistry. That's certainly there. So Randall Cobb might just pop off this year, but we don't know just yet. Like I said, with these other few topics, time will tell with that. A video came out of this quarterback that is always compared to Aaron Rodgers. And this quarterback was showing off their insane accuracy. If you guys don't know who I'm talking about already, I'm talking about the GOAT, Tom Brady, number 12, 
going to go back-to-back this year with the Buccaneers. No, he won't. But you never know. That's a possibility. But a video came out of him throwing multiple footballs into a jugs machine. And if you guys don't know what a jugs machine is, it's a machine for wide receivers. You just put the football in, and it's got, like, two wheels that will push this football at you going however fast it goes for them to work on their hands. But Tom Brady threw three footballs, I believe, into the jugs machine, which was really impressive. And his last one was one that knocked over the jugs machine. And that's just really impressive that he's still able to make those good throws at 43, 44 years old, showing that he's still got some left in the tank. I think he's going to do good again this year. The Bucs will make the playoffs again. He's just a good quarterback, just proving why he's the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest NFL player of all time. The dude's a stud. Now, staying on the topic with quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew over in Jacksonville, their former starting quarterback, now potentially their second string after they just drafted Trevor Lawrence, obviously. He sort of went viral for what he said about um, this little quarterback competition that's going on. He said, and I quote, in preparation for the competition, I haven't taken a poop in weeks. Number two isn't an option for me. He said that during a podcast episode, and that's really cool. That just shows the character he is, shows he's a goofy guy. He didn't use the word poop. He used the S word. I'm not going to say it because I want to keep this podcast not explicit. But that also shows the fight he's got in him. He's not willing to give up this quarterback spot to a rookie, which honestly I'm fine with. I'd prefer to see Garner Minshew start this season and let Trevor Lawrence develop to be that great player that he's expected to be. Because Garner Minshew is not a bad quarterback at all. The dude's been playing pretty solid so far in his two-year career. And for them to draft a quarterback, I mean, they couldn't pass on Trevor Lawrence. With the potential he's got, they'd be absolutely stupid to do it. But so they took him, and so it's going to leave some questions. Will this turn Gardner Minshew into a career backup? Will he get traded somewhere? I don't know. I really don't. But I know that by this time next year, Trevor Lawrence will be the starter for them. And that's for sure. But then, yeah, if we're going to stay on the topic of trades, there were two trade requests from two star players. Cardinals defensive player Chandler Jones, he requested a trade, which, I mean, it's somewhat shocking. Not really, though. Eh, I'd say it's shocking, actually, because he's been on their team his entire career. And for him to all of a sudden ask for a trade is going to take a big hit If he does get traded on the Cardinals defense, it'll step them back for sure and being Super Bowl contenders. And then another player, star player, coming off of the best season of his career by far, but he's now become overrated at his position. Xavier Howard, he requested a trade from the Dolphins just last night. 
and that isn't a shock to me because he's had issues with his contract. He wants more money, and they haven't given it to him yet, so why not just go somewhere else then, I guess, that will give you that money where he could still be that stud corner. I just don't know where he could go. The Saints, possibly. Saints, Chiefs are dark horse. I saw them talking about it on ESPN, I believe. And so that'd be, I don't know how they're going to get him, though, for the Chiefs. But the Saints is very possible, for sure, to get him over the course of the past few days and these next upcoming days. Madden has been releasing some of their overalls, so I'm going to go over them real quick. It shouldn't take too long. But for some of the notable rookies, they have Kyle Pitts at 81 overall, which is a shock to me. I thought Trevor Lawrence would get the 81 overall. But Kyle Pitts, he's a generational talent. People expect him to be top five tight end as soon as he comes in. So, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Then you have Trevor Lawrence, 78 overall. I feel like they should have switched those overalls with Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence. Then Jalen Waddle, wide receiver for Miami, 76 overall. And Patrick Sertan, uh, cornerback in Denver, he's a 76 overall. Zach Wilson got a 75 overall for the Jets. Jamar Chase, 75 overall for the Bengals. Devontae Smith, 75 overall for the Eagles. Penny Sewell, 75 overall for Detroit. Personally, I think he should be a 77, 76. Trey Lance, 74 overall with the 49ers. Then Justin Fields, 74 overall for the Bears. And then the top five rookie wide receivers are Jalen Waddell at 76. I've just said that. Devontae Smith, 75. Just said that. Jamar Chase, 75. And then Elijah Moore, 73. Then 72 for Kadarius Tony. I think Kadarius Tony is going to be really good. Then if we're going to talk about top 10 wide receivers in general for Madden overalls, you have Devontae, not Devontae Smith, Devontae Adams, 99 overall, DeAndre Hopkins, 98 overall, Tyreek Hill, 98 overall, Stephon Diggs, 97 overall, Julio Jones, 95 overall, Michael Thomas, 94 overall, Keenan Allen, 93 overall, Omari Cooper, 92 overall, Mike Evans, 91 overall, and then Allen Robinson, 90 overall. Now, we can look over at the edge rushers. You got Miles Garrett, 98 overall, which shouldn't be a surprise. I could have seen him getting a 99. The dude's insane. Khalil Mack, 96 overall. TJ Watt, 94 overall. Chandler Jones, 94 overall. JJ Watt, 94 overall. Cameron Jordan, 93 overall. Von Miller, sorry for that voice crack. Von Miller, 93 overall. Joey Bosa, 92 overall. Nick Bosa, 90 overall. The Bosa brothers are insane. And Zadarius Smith, 89 overall. Then... Heading over to defensive lineman, Aaron Donald, 99 overall. Fifth year in a row being a 99. Fletcher Cox, 94. Chris Jones, 92. DeForest Buckner, 92. Cameron Hayward, 92. Michael Pierce, 91. Calais Campbell, 90. Kenny Clark, 89. Stefan Tui, 89. Vita Vea, 88. That's for your interior D-line. Now for tight ends. 
there's a couple shocks for me in tight ends. You got Travis Kelsey, 99. George Kittle, 96, which is huge because those dudes are neck and neck for number one tight end in the league. Personally, I think Kittle's better. But to have a three overall gap in between is just too much. Then Darren Waller, 93. Mark Andrews, 88. So there's a big drop off between three and four. It just shows how talented the top three tight ends are. And then number five, Hunter Henry, 87 overall. Number six, Austin Hooper. Or not number six, 86 overall, Austin Hooper. Gronk got an 86 overall. Mike Kashiki, 85 overall. TJ Hawkinson, 85 overall. And Dallas Goddard, 84 overall. Personally, I think TJ Hawkinson and Hunter Henry should switch places. I think Hawkinson is a top five tight end in the league, but apparently that's up for a debate. And then for running backs, you got Christian McCaffrey, 97 overall. Derrick Henry, 96 overall. Nick Chubb, 96 overall. Delvin Cook, 95. Elvin Kamara, 94. Aaron Jones, 91. That This is going to be a shock with saying who's after Aaron Jones. Saquon Barkley, at 90. So you're trying to tell me Aaron Jones is better than a healthy Saquon Barkley? I just don't see that whatsoever. Then Josh Jacobs, an 89 overall. That really bothers me. The dude's good, but he's not better than the two people that are under him with Ezekiel Elliott, 88 overall, and Joel Mixon, 88 overall. I just don't see Josh Jacobs being better than those guys. But apparently he is, according to Madden, which is a shock. But, oh well, it is what it is. If you have problems with it, then you could change it on your own once Madden 22 comes out. I won't be, but you never know. There's going to be a few people. But That's going to be it for Madden. There's one last thing in the NFL that I forgot to talk about. Jonathan Allen, a defensive tackle for Washington football team, got a four-year, $72 million extension to keep him there in Washington, just solidifying how good their defensive line is with Chase Young, De'Aaron Payne, I believe, and someone else. I forgot his name. But they're going to be real good defensively this year. So I certainly look forward to them playing. I think they take the NFC East once again. But we're going to have to see. Now, finally, after that long, long NFL segment, after I said that this podcast would probably be one of my shorter ones, it's going to be my longest podcast after that 18-minute, almost 19-minute segment about the NFL. But now we're going to head over to the MLB. There's been a couple trades. Uh, two big names that I know off the top of my head. Nelson Cruz got traded to the Tampa Bay Rays. So he's going to be able to be their DH, I assume, which is a very good move for them, you know, bulking up their lineup because that's needed to help make a World Series push and get back to where they were last year. And there's a couple rumors going around saying that they'll trade for Chris Bryant. 
So we'll see from that. And then Adam Frazier, the league's leading hitter, got traded to the Padres just in making their lineup so much better, even though it really didn't need to be a lot better. But it is what it is. The Padres are going to continue to build this super team and possibly be really dominant. Hopefully they're not too dominant, though, because – I don't like super teams, don't like the idea of them, don't like the concept of them, but we're going to just have to deal with it, I guess. And then another big-name player, Eloy Jimenez, huge part of the White Sox. He's finally back from his injury. So those Eloy Jimenez jokes that the White Sox have been saying could finally come to an end. And then Mookie Betts, he was placed on the IL with something with his hit. So that's certainly not good with the Dodgers, especially after they just blew a game last night because Cody Bellinger overthrew the ball or threw it to third. That ball, I don't know what he thought he was doing. Um, and another huge thing that happened last night was that Shohei Otani of 463-yard homer straight over the fence. Cleared it by a mile. He absolutely crushed that thing, continuing to be great. Is he better than Babe Ruth? Maybe. Maybe for sure. A lot of people say yes, and there's a ton of people that still say no. Personally, I don't know. I truly don't know how I feel about that. Um... What else has happened in the MLB recently? This past week, I mean, there's been a ton of trade rumors with uh, Cubs and Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Craig Kimbrell. The Cubs traded Andrew Chafin to the A's. That's a trade that has happened. But it's certainly going to suck to see Chris Bryant and Rizzo go, especially with Rizzo being my favorite player of all time because he's just a really cool cool guy i'd love to have him on this podcast sometime oh a trade that just came out too as we speak miami marlins are trading starling Marte to the a's for jesus luzardo so that's gonna be big for the a's to hopefully make a push then the Colorado Rockies traded Michael Givens to the Reds for Case Williams and Noah Davis. Then the Rangers' number two overall pick is Jack Leader. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Is close to a record deal, a near record deal, where they will pay him more than $7.9 million which would be the highest bonus for pitchers since draft rules changed 10 years ago. And that'd be the second all-time right behind Garrett Cole, who got $8 million in 2011. And there's a bunch of other people that might get traded. Max Scherzer is another one. He could go pretty much anywhere. Same with Chris Bryant. He could play literally any position in the baseball field. Yeah. So the deadline is coming up Friday, so more moves are bound to happen. So 
next week's podcast, I'm sure I'll be talking a lot about that for sure. Now, going on over to the NBA slash Olympics, the Pistons might fumble the bag here. Instead of taking Cade Cunningham, they're also considering Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. Which, I mean, if you pass up on Cade Cunningham, you got to be stupid. You just got to be stupid for that. He's the clear number one option in the NBA draft with good potential. Me personally, I think he will be a bust, but that's whatever. I just can't believe that he's a good all-around player. And for them to consider not taking him and instead taking someone else, just stupid, most Pistons thing ever. And then there is also a trade that did happen so far. Jonas Valanciunas, the center on the Memphis Grizzlies, is being shipped over to the New Orleans Pelicans for Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. I personally think it's a good trade for both sides. I think John Morant, improves the most from it with a pick and roll with Steven Adams. That's going to be something. Steven Adams is an absolute monster on the court. The dude's strong. Maybe the strongest player in the league behind like Zion, maybe, or Giannis. Who knows? I'm not the one to tell who's stronger or not. So that will be good. And then Team USA lost an exhibition game. Then last night they or I believe it was last night or this morning, they beat Iran. Big, big margin. 120 to 66. Now that's the Team USA that I'm used to doing, seeing. Because, I mean, it was a little concerning at the start seeing us, but then for us to beat Iran like that, holy cow. Then Luca. In his, like, official, official Olympic debut, 48 points. The dude's insane. He could play against anyone in the world at a high level, which is wild to me how good Luka is. And then there is also a potential trade that I saw brewing around over social media, which was a buddy healed for Kyle Kuzma. That's the Lakers are stupid. They're trying to trade scraps for a top shooter in the league that's on a max contract. The Lakers, they won't be able to do any trades with Kuzma and KCP. I just don't think that will be able to happen at all because they've been trying to make all these wild, wild trades and trying to get these star players with these scrap players that aren't good at all. They're far from good, so that's something, but just far, far from good. And then the 76ers also trying to trade Ben Simmons. They offered the Raptors, I believe it was. It was Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and the fourth overall pick for Ben Simmons. Thankfully, it got rejected by the Raptors. That trade is absolutely horrible. That'd be three-fifths of our starting lineup just gone out the window. Just so, so stupid. Why would they try and make that trade? I don't know. Then the Thunder 
I believe they offered Shea Gilgis Alexander and their first overall, or not first overall pick, but their first round pick for the first overall pick, which in my opinion, it was stupid because Shea Gilgis Alexander is incredible. The dude's going to be a great player. I think he'll have a much better career than Cade Cunningham. But I guess the Thunder don't think so. But Shea Gilgis, he's one of the best young players in the league that could potentially be something. He's underrated, in my opinion, without a doubt. And to trade him, it's kind of upsetting because I like him being the centerpiece for the Thunder's rebuild. Yeah. Now, the NHL, they just finished having two drafts, the actual entry draft as well as the expansion draft. And so I'm going to quickly go over the expansion draft name. Every player that the Kraken decided to take from each team. And then with the entry draft, I'll talk about maybe the first five picks and who they were. Because I didn't do too much research on this entry draft. So I don't know enough to fully talk about it. But now going over who the Kraken chose in their expansion draft from the ducks they chose hayden flurry then from the coyotes they chose tyler pitlick i believe sorry if i butcher and mess up any of these names that's my bad then from the bruins they took jeremy lausen i think you say it then from the sabers they chose will borgen then from the Flames, they took Mark Giordano. I think that will be their captain. He's a great leader. Then from Carolina, they chose Morgan Geeky. Then they chose John Quinville from the Blackhawks. Then from the Avalanche, they chose Eunice Donskoy. I'm so sorry if I messed up that name and a few of these other names that I'm going to be talking about. Then the Blue Jackets, they chose Gavin Bayreuther. The Stars, they chose Jamie Oleksiak. The Red Wings, they chose Dennis Cholowski. Oilers, they chose Adam Larson. Florida Panthers, they chose Chris Dreger. The Kings, they chose Curtis McDermott. The Wild, they chose Carson Soucy, Soucy, something like that. Then from the Canadians, they chose Kale Flurry, so their second Flurry. I think they should have went Carey Price, but they didn't. They don't want to risk it. Then the Predators, they chose Cal Yonrock, Croc, maybe Yonrock. I don't know how to say that. Name. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm bad with names. Then from the Devils, they chose Nathan Bastion. From the Islanders, a good pick. They chose Jordan Eberl. I think that's how you say his name. The Rangers, they chose Colin Blackwell. The Senators, they chose Joey Decord. The Flyers, they chose Colin Warinsky. The Penguins, they chose Brandon Tanev. The Sharks, they chose Alexander True. The Blues, they chose Vince Dunn. The Lightning, they chose Yanni Gorday. The Maple Leafs, they chose Jared McCann. The Canucks, they chose Cole Lynn. 
The Capitals, they chose Vidic Vanisak. And then finally, the Jets, they chose Mason Appleton. Now, that's everyone who they chose. There's definitely some surprising picks in there over a few of the options that could have been chosen. Like I said, Carey Price, he was one of them. And so that was certainly something for sure. And now that was the expansion draft, by the way, if you guys didn't know. Now, for the entry draft, I'll just say the first five picks at number one. Shouldn't be a surprise. So, Buffalo Savers select defenseman Owen Power, which the dude's good. He was projected to be like a next Victor Hedman, something like that. Then the Kraken at number number two chose forward Matthew Beneers. I think that's how you say his name. Number three, the Ducks chose Mason McTavish. Then number four, the Devils pairing up the Hughes brothers. They got Luke Hughes. So that's going to be really cool to see those two playing together, just like how we'll be able to see the Doc brothers play and the Jones brothers play. And finally, number five, the Blue Jackets chose Kent Johnson. Now, that was just the entry draft, the top five picks. If you guys would like to see the full draft and who they all picked, you could look it up on your own time because I just didn't want to go through all those names. But if we're going to talk about big names, a ton of them were on the move, and there's still rumors going around with Jack Eichel potentially being traded. When will he be traded? I don't know. I was told, or from what I've seen, I saw that he was supposed to be traded before the draft, during the draft, but he's still on the Sabres right now. But a few of the big names that got traded recently, you had Seth Jones. He finally got traded. I've been talking about him for weeks now. He got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks, and I absolutely loved it. People said it was a bad trade. In my opinion, it was a great trade. We finally get that number one defenseman to be our guy. Then we extended him, I believe, seven years, nine and a half, nine and a half mil on average per year. So people have their opinions on the contract. I don't care too much about it because I'm just happy we got Seth Jones. Then a couple other big names. We had Connor Garland. He got traded to Vancouver. So did Oliver Ekman Larson. Sam Reinhart, he got traded to Florida. Ryan Ellis traded to the Blues. Risto Linen to Philadelphia. Same with Cam Atkinson, if I didn't say his name yet. Then Pavel Buchnevich got traded to the Blues on top of that. Then finally, another big trade that just went down yesterday morning. Mark andre Fleury got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, the question in the air right now is, will he decide to play or not for the Blackhawks? Because right now, it's either he plays this last year or he decides to retire. Right now, I really hope he plays because the Blackhawks could certainly use this former Vizino winning goaltender. Not just former, defending Vizino winning goaltender. 
And we traded him for pretty much nothing, just an AHLer. But he's still going to continue playing for the Blackhawks in the AHL. So we practically gave up nothing, which is just incredible. I don't mind it at all if he plays, of course. And now the last thing with the NHL, Nicholas Jalmerson. He will be retiring after a pretty solid career, won a few rings with the Blackhawks. So it's going to be sad to see him go. Just watching that Blackhawks dynasty team just slowly become old and retire, reaching the end of their career. It's kind of sad to see. It's like, dang, time really does fly by fast. But that's just something you're going to have to live with, I guess. Now, a couple other things that has gone on in the sports world. We're going to start off with the Olympics. Simone Biles withdrew from the Olympics due to a mental health issue. So I'm fine with her withdrawing because you want someone to focus on their mental health. It's most definitely the most important thing in their life. So she needs to recover, get well mentally, and just prepare herself for whatever her Next steps are going into life. Then Naomi Osaka, she got eliminated. It was, I believe, which was a shock because she's insane. If you guys don't know who she is, she's a tennis star. She's playing for Team Japan because she's Japanese. So that's just whatever. Um, And then... Sorry, guys, there's not that much other. And then the big thing for me personally, Texas and Oklahoma, they want to join the SEC. So will that happen? I think so. I saw something, I believe, that said by 2025 they should be in the SEC. But now that goes to show maybe other teams decide to do this and there's just going to be – a handful of these super conferences instead of these tinier ones. So that's a worry the NCAA has had. And I know I just voice cracked. Chill out. Oh, yeah, that's a ton of question marks for all these sports right now, for a ton of these players. So that's going to be big. I'm trying to think if there's anything else because I'm trying to wrap up this podcast right now because it is a longer episode, certainly, but I don't mind. Oh, you guys should all go follow my TikTok and Instagram at give or take pod. I just had a TikTok recently a couple weeks ago, blow up a little bit and reach the for you page. I got over a thousand views on that. So I'd like to say thank you to everyone who's supporting Everyone that's listening to these podcasts, everyone that follows me on TikTok and Instagram at Give or Take Pod. Just thank you to all you guys. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week for podcast episode six. And for a little thing I'm going to do for the NFL, I'm going to do a little standing projections for each division and who I think will win. And then maybe from there, I'll see if I want to go into depth and do records and maybe predict the playoffs. We'll see from there. But for now, I'd like to say thank you guys for listening and see you next week.